Welcome Susquehanna Valley Church to another one of our podcast episodes where we get to check in with some of the missionaries that we support. We've got some that a couple of you kind of like having around, uh, even Connie Lease, who have been part of Susquehanna Valley Church for a long time, longer than I have. So why don't we start there, just kind of like how long have you guys been part of the, the congregation there? Uh, it'd be about uh, 23 years now. Wow, 23 years. That's incredible. Yeah. What did the church look like when you first started to come, just to get some context? Was, was it as big as it is, or was it being added on to? No. I, I think there were only maybe less than 100 coming um, in the sanctuary where we meet now. Um, but we did our little our life group in there as well. Uh, the wing where the children's ministry is, um, I think there's, you can kind of tell where it was added, um, but there was that addition was added on after we came. And of yeah, course, all the I don't go down that wing a lot. There's too many kids. It, it overwhelms me and I get scared. So I've huh. heard there's good things that happen down there, but. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, it has grown a lot. Yeah. Well, how, how did it go for you guys to go from just normal people to be called into the missions field? How did that all work? Well, I think first what happened was Katrina. Um, we, uh, a group of us from Susquehanna Valley went to serve after Katrina, like the summer after, I do believe it was. I remember coming back. It was very impactful. Um, there were a lot of cool things that they did in the neighborhood there that, um, you know, I think we thought we could do back in Harrisburg. Um, but I shared with Dave, you really need to go and check this ministry out. Um, he, he really likes doing construction, thinking, oh, he would really like that. It took uh, several years before our church got another team together. It was only a team of five. Um, it was Dave and I, um, Karen Grace, who is no longer with us, and um, that was just another awesome trip, and um, I think God started really working in Dave's heart at that point, um, and then I'll let Dave take over what happened to him in Chile. Yeah, and then just do different processes and everything. We did shorter, small trips and everything to Tennessee. Uh, Mountaintop was a ministry we hooked up with and several of us went there where I went on a long weekend, kind of did work. But at that point in time, it was all about what I was doing and not really all about what God was doing. So it wasn't until I really went to New Orleans to get a transforming. It, it's, it's not about me. It's, it's God doesn't need me to do what he needs to do. He just uses me. To do what he wants done and everything. So when we had the opportunity to go to Chile with um, through the tsunami as well as, as we sent a team down there when Pastor Randy was at the church, um, we were doing a men's Bible study at the same time. It was all in, um, and at that point in time, I had dabbled with ministry, but I would do the slow fade every time I come back to be on fire on the mountaintop, so to speak. Kind of let life take back over. Uh, so on going on that trip, I more or less asked God, look, you know, I'm putting all the chips on the table. I'm going all in with you this time. If ministry is something you would really have me do, um, then this is the trip I want you to show me 
that's all about. Uh, so we get down to Chile. Uh, again, we were putting in fireplaces and chimneys. We didn't plan it too well. We went in our summer and our winter. Uh, so it was cold out. Uh, but it was standing on a rooftop and the Holy Spirit spoke and everything to look out upon this village and just, I don't need you to do it here. But this, this is something I would, excuse me, like you to do for my people and just call and come to me and I will let you serve. So it was through that whole process that we slowly worked stronger when I got back. I came back on fire, was good selling the house. I was selling all our stuff and Connie had stayed home and she put that, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, we got to talk about this and pray about this a little more here. You're springing this news on me here. Um, but it was a slow process after that. Of course, you think you're answering God's call instantly and you're ready to go. And he had a few more branches to prune with me before, you know, we got to the point where we're ready to really come on board and serve with Reach Mobile. I love it. Um, I love the story, Connie. I love how uh, it was you that kind of initially, you know, picked up on this as a possibility. Um, and just something I've been noticing in the scriptures lately, how often faithful women are the forerunners to some of the most incredible things God does. So a uh, little kudos to you there uh, for that. That's awesome. So now, right now, you guys are in Moorhead City, North Carolina, on the coast, and you're down there working with reach global to help disaster from hurricane situations and rebuild is that correct correct it was it's almost like two years now i'm gonna say 19 months since they were hit by hurricane dorian and also hurricane michael back back years or i'm sorry florence um you know so a lot of the homes were still destroyed a lot of hurricane wind damage and flooding um, you know, so crisis response comes in and pairs with the local church first to get them kind of back up and healthy. And then from there, go out into the neighborhoods to redevelop and help build not only houses, but restructure and help build people's lives and everything through the love of Jesus Christ. I love it. I love it. We'll talk about that spiritual aspect in a little bit, but I want to, I want to touch on something that I think is important because you and I were talking earlier and you mentioned some work being done in Louisiana from Katrina. Yeah. And I was amazed to hear, wait, wow, I went on a Katrina trip 11 years ago. Like, are you, like, you're still doing, actually, it was more than, it was more than, it was almost probably. Uh, it's 16 years now since Katrina. Yeah. But so, so we forget about the hurricane. We go back to life. Yeah. We did our little thing to help out. We sent some money down or whatever. But you guys are still there and there's still teams going down there to do real work to help real people. Like, that's a thing, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. yes. There's still uh, work mostly in the ninth ward. Lower ninth ward. Lower ninth ward in in New Orleans. Um, yeah, we still there's still some teams that come. Nearly not as many as used to, obviously. But the need is still there. I know one lady's been waiting for help for two years, right? Um, we, we obviously, you know, still are in touch with um, the other staff that's down there. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely still work. There's homes that have not been touched yet. And probably right. some of them never will be. Right. But. We were told, I think, statistically two years ago that 20% of the Lower Ninth Ward had never been touched yet for redevelopment or rebuilding. Wow. Wow. 
So anybody's interested, they're always ready to take people down there for sure. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to talk about some, some trip possibilities in a little bit here. Um, let me ask this question. Um, the, the virus, has that, has that put a, a stop on everything that you guys do? Are you still able to do some things? Like how has it influenced you? Um, the virus had stopped when everything started really escalating and, and kind of yeah. coming out in March. Uh, the church, One Harbor Church that we're, you know, paired with down here, as well as the nation and also Reach Global themselves, wanted all missionaries to be safe. So really anything construction-wise on our part of things were um, shut down. We were asked to, if we had a home to go to, to go there uh, to be safe. Uh, so that's what we kind of did. Uh, all the work kind of got put on hold at that point in time. So we're just slowly now coming back into with areas being opened up by governmental areas. Last Friday was the first that, you know, there's been changes um, that we were able to come and not be under that two-week quarantine. Um, so, yes, things are definitely changing. Um, just had a meeting right before this, and it looks like we'll be able to go um, work on some outside projects and uh, homes where nobody is in them. Like they are, you know, just not there so that we don't have interaction physically with them at this time until the next, you know, hopefully the next phase. Soon get that green phase. Yeah. yeah. Well, right now, currently, it's just staff only. Yeah. And then we're kind of pairing up that all the staff isn't on one site, so we don't all get sick at one time should anything flare up again. So. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're all phased out to some degree, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just you know our our staff motto has been you know because of some of the vulnerable uh, situations that people are in, if we can be a little extra cautious and find creative ways to continue to. To do what God's called us to do, that's what we're going to do. And it sounds right. like you guys are in the same place. But right. You got a picture here of a home um, that looks like it's got a whole. I'm not a. I'm not a construction guy. I know how to break things really well. <laughs> um, but it looks like it's got a hole in the roof. Tell me about that. Is that from? Is that from one of the hurricanes? And what's the plan with the house like that? Um, the yes, that is a hole in the roof from the hurricane. Florence. Uh, the fortunate thing and unfortunate thing is it's a double roof, so to speak. There's a mobile home under it. So it's a secondary roof on top as part of the home, but the other half in the back definitely has a hole in it as well. The water comes in. Uh, we had just met the homeowner this past Saturday again to let him know, hey, we're still you know, functioning. We're slowly coming back, but we don't know when we're going to be able to even get to your home. To fix the house, he was. It was like that bittersweet aspect. He was glad to see that we're back, but he is very disheartened and everything that we can't get to his home right away. But he understands. It sounds like it might not be till November. Yeah. That you wow. know. And now, of course, we're in hurricane season again. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, what happens if you guys aren't able to fix a home? Does it just not get fixed and they, they got to save up enough money to hire somebody because i'm sure a lot of these people 
like myself don't really have good construction skills or right. you know, you're talking about some widows you had helped um, in different situations. Right. What happens if reach global and Dave and Connie and your teams aren't there? Um, nothing gets done because they have no means or methods to be able to financially either pay someone or buy materials for it. Um, or even you the get into these, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you get into the other side of things with it, it miss Ike and Ella's house. So who, who are Ike and Ella? Ike, Ike and Ella is a couple that we're working on that I sent other pictures to. Okay, so we got a couple of those pictures of yes. the room, and so their their house had thirty inches of water with, within it throughout the whole house. Wow! So wow! We were not the first people that they reached out to to work on their home to fix it. It got gutted for the most part. They had a contractor or crew come in and put a new roof on their house, and charged them almost twenty eight thousand dollars to do the roof. Then they had a contractor come in and help them with subflooring. They cut out all the joists, dropped everything through the floor, broke off their air conditioning, their piping, everything that was under the roof or the flooring, and kind of left. They got money and never come back to finish it. And they were at their dire end and kind of reached out to us to see if we could do anything. So we have been working on their house almost a year now. Um, to get it backed in order, everything's now new floorings down. We have a couple odds and ends to do. I shouldn't say odds and ends. We have a kitchen to finish and a couple bathrooms to finish. Um, but through this whole process, on April 18th, Pike passed away. Um, so they've been out of their house 19 months. So we're going to try to work on getting them back, her back in as soon as possible. And they're an, they were an elderly couple, yes. like close to 80. Yeah, 80, yeah. 80, Ike was 82. Well, that, this all brings up another side of it that we've talked about and is central. Not Because you're not just in this to have a fun construction project on the side. This no. is about people more than projects. Right. right. Just hearing those stories of the contrast between the people that are hired to come in and do this and you guys who are down there volunteering and, and serving in that manner, I think is incredible. And it's a, it's a definite open door for the gospel. Would, would you agree? Yes, oh, very much so. Yes. I, I think a lot of times, we're, well, we know, you know, we share the love of Christ. We go in, that's really, um, like, our, the motto is, one of the models is people over projects. You know, we want to work with the people, um, let them see the love of Christ through us and share the gospel with them. Um, we do that in neighborhoods. Um, through different ways. The one thing we do is at least once a week, we do a block party with a cookout and we invite everybody that we see, you know, go around and invite them to this block party. Uh, construction workers, sometimes people just drive by and, um, you know, stop for a hamburger or a hot dog. Like they, they see the shirts, uh, the volunteers that come um, to work with us, they wear green shirts. They're very recognizable. Um, so people are asking, you know, what are you doing? And then that opens the door. It's such a, such a great way to start that conversation. Yeah. And then the other question they ask is, well, why do you care? No one else does. They've all left us. So that op definitely opens the door to just love on them as Jesus loved on us and just see where it goes. But yeah, it's just presenting that seed. I, I love 
love uh, meeting physical needs to meet emotional needs to, to meet spiritual needs. I think it works. It's how God's wired us. As yeah. And so um, I, th- I think it's wise on your parts to, to really jump in on what God's doing. I love the block party idea. I think that's incredible. Now the block party and the food, is that limited to like a certain radius or could like a pastor from Harrisburg attend a block party. And Come get- on down. Uh, if we let you know and you want to drive that far, yeah, we won't I, ship it to you. I, well, I, hey, I was just asking for a friend. I didn't yeah, know. Not, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, it's not a problem. Just theoretically here. Yeah. You can drop in. <laughs> yep. Anybody's welcome. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of dropping in and, and all that, um, you take teams down. And uh, just a couple of questions, you know, uh, we, had, we had talked – about the possibility of like some shorter trips, like maybe like a three to five day or like a Wednesday to Saturday. Uh, how does that work if, if we do something like that? You can, do you really get enough done to make it worthwhile and connect with people? What are your thoughts? Um, yes. You know, we will take small teams. We'll take large teams. And it short could be short weeks, long weeks, however it would work for the church as a sending church and a team. Um, we look that the team doesn't come with high expectations of getting a certain amount of work done, True. but just being able to be a hands and feet X, Y, and Z that creates another step for another team coming in. Um, the hardest thing is a lot of times we're all wired to see the end of a project completed and that doesn't necessarily happen, but Again, every drop of water in the bucket fills the bucket completely, and that's how God wants us to do it. I love it. Um, I love preaching the adaptability and flexibility in anything in life for a follower of Christ. If we have Jesus and we've got his word, we can adapt to whatever the circumstances. And to go down and expect like you know X, Y, and Z to get done on a trip, you might get one, two, three done. It's not even the right. realm of what you thought, but you've accomplished something for the kingdom of Christ. And and that's really what what matters. Um, and uh, so, if you're listening, if you're if you're a listener and you're listening in here, and you're like, "Oh, that kind of trip sounds amazing," um, then then come talk to us. You know, we want to know um, if the demand is there. We want to have the supply. And uh, so, so let me ask this question because we were talking about this earlier too. Um, is this only for people with construction skills who can also enjoy a block party, um, or? <laughs> Is this is this for anybody? And do you have maybe a story of someone we might know who who went down and helped out? Yeah, it, it is for everybody. If you come with skills, that is a plus. And if you come with no skills, that is a plus because you can allow God to open doors using you in different ways you never thought possible. So the best example we have for that is Mary Shelley. Love Mary. Love Miss Mary. She came on her first mission trip in her 80s. Wow. Not thinking she had anything to offer. But she spent time with the homeowner sitting and talking. She was doing painting. And when she got tired, we put a chair in the shade for her. She could sit back. We didn't give her anything to drink. But it was bad on our part. I guess we should have given her some water. Um, Lesson learned. But yeah, yes, exactly. We move forward. But it is not one that uh, you need to have major skills. If you don't have something, I'm cons- I, they call me a blue shirt. I will be on the job site and teach you anything you want to learn to do. 
Uh, it's about you still me. have all your fingers too. So. I, I do, except I did cut my finger with the saw this year, but other than that, I saved it. I saved <laughs> it. Uh, I got the nursing lecture from my wife. So. Good. Um, if we have, if we have like a, a couple of guys who are saying, man, I'd love to go. I can't make a, a trip with our church, but I've got a weekend in like, you know, mid October or whatever. I mean, does that help to, to say, hey, well, there might be another team already going that you could join up with. Is that a help? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we know usually who's coming. Well, we always know who's coming. Um, we could check to see if there's a local churches coming. Uh, we get people, we had two gentlemen from Lancaster County um, a couple months ago that came and joined up with a church that came from Greencastle. Um, we get, we get quite a few churches that come from our area up there. Hershey Free come. Um, I West Shore has come. Um, I think Carlisle. Carlisle has come. Yep. Yeah. Um, and e not all E Free churches. There's all well, denominations mix, that yeah. do come. So. And it, you don't have to really pair with the team. You can come individually or with two. I know Dave Troutman uh, has painting skills. He himself and everything came when we were in Columbia. South Carolina. Uh, so you, if you need a week or you don't have anything to do, give us a shout out and everything will fit you in. I love it. So if you're if you're willing and you have skills or you don't or you like to eat, there's something. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, definitely be ready to eat. We have yeah. the the church here at least. Um, it's been amazing. They have they serve dinner every night, so um, it's it's been amazing. Um, Very cool. Well, yeah, good on food here. Yeah, you're good. Good. Yeah. good. You won't go back skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't imagine that. <laughs> um, just, just real quick, is there anything that we can be praying for you for as a church? I, I would say our, you know, our big thing is uh, praying that our house back in Hummelstown sells really soon. That would help us um, greatly. And uh, the pandemic situation, just that um, we serve God in the way he wants us to serve him, you know, at this time. Um, and, you know, just that this can be over with soon so that we can actually have teams come um, and serve with us. Because it's very important for us to have teams, not only the work, but um, the teams are very encouraging to us. You know, we, we do this day in and day out. And for us, sometimes it's long days. Uh, so we just are so encouraged by the teams that come and uh, just meeting new people and people that have been here before. So, um. yeah. And I think also the discernment with open doors and everything with the right homeowners, you know, where God would want us to, to serve or just, you know, as we know, offer that uplifting word and everything. They, may, they might not need work done. But then they might need somebody to come alongside them and say, hey, how, how are you doing? So. That, that sounds great, guys. Well, um, we as a church, one of our values is we've got the rock-solid dependence on God. And uh, we want to definitely be taking you guys before God and um, lifting you up there. So love you guys. So on behalf of the church, we love you. And, oh, thank uh, you. Love you all. Yep. It'll be good to see you when we get to see you. So thanks again. And, thank uh, you. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for joining. Right. We'll be praying yep. for you. Be blessed. Thank you.